Taiwan's campaign to build its own defensive hardware hit new milestones on Tuesday. The first domestically produced mine-laying ship was delivered to the Navy after completing its sea trials. Also on Tuesday, President Tsai Ing-wen christened Taiwan's first mass-produced Tuojiang-class guided missile corvette, dubbed the aircraft carrier killer. President Tsai did the honors at the christening ceremony, sending off the corvette into its sea trials. It is with a heart full of joy that I am christening you today. Thank you for your future service as our nation's maritime fortress, for guarding the territorial waters of the Republic of China. I wish you smooth sailing as you patrol the seas, and I hereby name you Ta Jiang. In 2015, the first prototype of this Tuojiang-class ship was put into service. More than four years later, the finished product is ready at last. This hulking corvette displaces close to 700 tons and packs an upgrade to firepower. Besides Xiongfeng-2 and three anti-ship missiles, its arsenal includes considerable anti-aircraft capabilities. So far in our indigenous national defense program, every ship, from the largest to the smallest, has not only been of excellent quality, but has been completed quickly. In addition, the ratio of domestically produced internal parts and components is increasing day by day. The automatic mine laying system used in our mine layers is world-leading technology, which proves that we can handle this program, whether we're building big boats or small. We have the will and we have the ability to build our own defense. The other star of the ceremony was a fast mine-laying boat, which was delivered on Tuesday after completing sea trials. It's the first Taiwan-built support ship to be tasked with deploying explosive mines. In the past, during Hanguang computer drills, smart mines have been capable of having almost miraculous effects in battle conditions. The idea behind developing our own mine-laying boats is the hope that in wartime, they can quickly deploy mines in the Taiwan Strait and delay or block the enemy's maritime defensive to buy time for a coastal defense. Braving steady rain, President Tsai boarded the ship to inspect its cabin. Rice cereals and rice cakes are commonly given to babies to wean them off their mother's milk. But parents, beware. A survey has found higher-than-legal levels of cadmium in 4 out of 20 rice-based baby foods on the market today. Cadmium is a heavy metal that's known to cause cancer. The Consumers Foundation found excessive levels of cadmium in four baby food products, including one by the local food giant Wantwant Group. The Food and Drug Administration says its own investigation is underway and that it will fine violators by up to $3 million NT dollars. The manufacturers named by the Consumers Foundation said they will comply fully with the investigation. Taiwan lawmakers have launched a friendship association to deepen exchanges with the UK Parliament. The new Taiwan-UK Interparliamentary Amity Association brings together 38 lawmakers from across party lines. The group is expected to deepen Taiwan-UK collaboration on issues like human rights and assistance for Hong Kong. To wish you a very happy Christmas and a wonderful 2021. May our nations forever be free. At the launch of the Taiwan-UK Interparliamentary Amity Association, UK parliamentarian Andrew Rosendale, vice chair of the British Taiwanese All-Party Parliamentary Group, conveyed his good wishes remotely. Because the UK has deep feelings and a sense of responsibility toward Hong Kong, the Taiwan-UK Interparliamentary Amity Association will be a very important bridge through which we can help Hong Kong. And membership of that group like this one is cross-party, showing the 
uh, breadth of parliamentary support for the UK and Taiwan relationship. And we cooperate as two democracies on the values agenda, including on issues such as human rights and judicial reform. The new Taiwan-UK Interparliamentary Amity Association is chaired by KMT Chairman Johnny Chiang, and its vice chairs are lawmaker Wen Yuxia and Charles Chen. It comprises 38 lawmakers from across the political spectrum. On Monday, Chiang and the UK representative expressed mutual appreciation over key shared interests between Taiwan and the UK. Here in Taiwan, the amount of their whiskey we drink has got to be among the most in the world. Chairman Zhang said, uh, Taiwan is one of the best markets in the world for Scottish whiskey. But we also appreciate your Cavalan. The UK is Taiwan's third largest trading partner in Europe. Now, with the establishment of the new friendship association, exchanges between the two sides are expected to deepen. Xingzhou Science Park turns 40 years old this year. Luminaries of the tech world gathered in Xingzhou on Tuesday to celebrate the anniversary. One highlight of the event was a rare joint appearance by two longtime industry rivals. TSMC founder Morris Chang attended the Xinju Science Park 40th Anniversary International Forum on Tuesday. He received an award for his outstanding contributions to Taiwan's industrial development. In his acceptance speech, Chang said that land was crucial to that development. The science park provides two major things. The first is land. Besides Chang, other honorees included UMC founder Robert Cao, Acer founder Stan Shi, and MediaTek founder Tsai Mingjie. As industry rivals, Chang and Cao had never been spotted sharing a stage. Their rare joint appearance on Tuesday was a focal point of the ceremony. The two entered the venue separately and were seated in the audience with some distance between them. But when Cao went on stage to pick up his award, he headed over to Chang for a handshake. During his speech, Chang wasn't above launching some gentle jibes at his rival. We broke ground in 1988. We obtained a not-too-big plot of land for a new plant. At that time, a friend of mine, Mr. Matthew Miao, said, if you let me borrow some of that land, I'll give you a discounted rate on gas. Your competitors, UMC, Winbond Electronics and Macronix, have all invested, and they are all paying slightly higher rates. The good-natured interaction between the two tycoons was a highlight as Xinchu Science Park's 40th birthday celebration. The capital of Hungary, Budapest, has received a gift of hundreds of thousands of medical masks from Taoyuan City. The do donation was arranged by Taiwan's envoy to Hungary. Budapest is facing a serious shortage of masks. Taoyuan Mayor Zheng Wenchan says he hopes the gift will mark the start of further dialogues and exchanges between the two cities. The motto in the boxes reads, Taoyuan can help. Taoyuan has donated many thousands of masks to countries worldwide. Now, with the help of local manufacturer Taiwan Champ, 300,000 have been sent to Budapest. We mainly went through our representative in Hungary, Liu Shizhong, and he arranged it mostly, bringing together Taoyuan city government and our health manufacturer, Taiwan Champ, to donate 300,000 masks. They're extremely interested in continuing to exchange with Taiwan on our successful public health experience. And we hope that after the pandemic is over, we can have further dialogues between our two cities. Even now, during the pandemic, I think we must still continue to have these international conversations online.
COVID-19 continues to wreak havoc worldwide. When Taiwan's representative to Hungary learned that Budapest was in urgent need of medical supplies, including masks, he contacted Taoyuan city government to get the donation moving. He also arranged a virtual ceremony to bring together the two cities' mayors and the national envoys of each side. We can say that Taoyuan is our newest friend. I hope too that this gesture from Taoyuan to Hungary will show the citizens of Budapest what a very substantial friendship we have between our two cities. This is a manifestation of Taiwan can help. It also sends a strong message to the citizens of Budapest that Taoyuan can help. Taiwan can help is not just an empty motto. As this latest donation shows, Taiwan's medical expertise continues to have a big impact across the globe. As we enter the final weeks of 2020, COVID-19 is still running rampant in many parts of the globe. But Taiwan has remained a safe haven despite its proximity to and close people-to-people -people exchanges with China. Since the start of the outbreak, Taiwan has kept the virus contained and minimized its impact on everyday life. In a new promotional film, the foreign ministry shares with the world how Taiwan did it. And let's take a look. The virus has now spread across all of China. The coronavirus began to spread from its source in Wuhan at the end of 2019. In just five months, almost 5.9 million people were diagnosed with the virus worldwide, and 360,000 had died. The World Health Organization was forced to declare COVID-19 a pandemic. It advised nations around the world to take the disease very seriously. The ministries of the executive yuan swiftly reached a consensus. To keep the virus outside the country, they would think ahead and act ahead. The Central Epidemic Command Center was immediately established to coordinate the response with top-level strategy decisions made by the president's National Security Council. 17 years ago, we weathered the storm of SARS together. Today, we are experienced, we are prepared, and we are confident enough to meet this challenge. Please don't panic continue life as normal. Hello to our friends on the Superstar Aquarius. You can all go home now. Once home, you'll start a period of self-help management. To hold the virus at bay, as soon as the first case appeared in Taiwan, the Central Epidemic Command Center temporarily banned all tour groups traveling between Taiwan and Wuhan. It also put stringent disease control measures in place at airports. You can only help others if you can help yourself. We're going to stop all mask exports for one month. The cabinet formed a national face mask squad to increase face mask production. Meanwhile, the world's first mask rationing system using real name registration was launched. As travelers enter Taiwan, they scanned a QR code to upload their data automatically to the cloud, connecting to a virtual fencing system so authorities could ensure everyone was following quarantine rules. This was the world's first smart fencing system. It played a vital role in controlling the virus. Pandemics cannot be stopped by one country alone, and Taiwan stands ready to do our part. 
the resounding successes of Taiwan's quarantine, surveillance and medical sectors have been recognized worldwide. As Taiwan shared its experiences and insights with friends abroad, the government decided to donate Made in Taiwan face masks as well as other medical equipment to countries in need. It's my pleasure. Again, we are on behalf of the American people. They thank you once again for the generosity. As a member of the international community, Taiwan obviously hopes to play a role in the community. The important thing is humanitarian considerations, not political calculations. As we near the end of 2020, the world's largest ever health crisis is still ongoing. Although nobody knows how long it will go on, Taiwan can help, Taiwan is helping, and Taiwan will keep working with friends around the world for the health and well-being of all. Last month, the government expanded the eligibility criteria for the triple stimulus vouchers. Since November 16, diplomats and foreigners with alien permanent residence certificates have been able to purchase their vouchers worth $3,000. The scheme has been of great help for many foreigners living in Taiwan, including Viet Van Tang, a Vietnamese travel agent who's lived in Taiwan for 20 years. Tang says the vouchers were much welcome amid the collapse of his sector due to the pandemic. Tang has been living and working in Taiwan for 20 years. He says it's been tough to work in the travel industry during the pandemic. I work at a travel agency in Taiwan where I'm in charge of travel to Vietnam. It's been a blow. We have no income. There is no plane tickets to sell and no documents to process. I think us travel agents will have to wait until at least March or April next year for planes to fly again. Right now, only repatriation flights can operate to Vietnam. Commercial routes have not yet opened. Travel agencies are going to have to wait for the pandemic to pass. There isn't a vaccine yet. Vietnam is just as safe as Taiwan, but Europe and the U.S. aren't doing too well, so we can't travel there yet. Right now, even Vietnamese passport holders can't return to Vietnam. We'll have to wait. I don't know for how long. Tang is thinking of looking for a new job to support himself and his family back in Vietnam. He says that although he misses them, he wants to stay in Taiwan. I want to stay in Taiwan first and look for other jobs to be able to help pay rent and other expenses. As a foreigner, I don't have an ID card and I'm not allowed to take up other jobs. If I want to do that, the company has to sponsor me. On November 12th, Premier Susan Tang announced two new groups of people eligible to buy the government's triple stimulus vouchers, diplomats and APRC holders. The COVID stimulus vouchers are available for purchase until December 30th and usable until December 31st. Tang says he's happy that the government expanded the voucher program to more foreigners living in Taiwan, including himself. I was delighted to hear the news. The triple stimulus vouchers will be helpful. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I've been working at a travel agency for a long time, but now there's the pandemic. I'm very happy to be able to receive the vouchers, which helped with everyday life. We foreigners were able to get the attention of the Taiwanese government, which is treating us Vietnamese like Taiwan citizens. Although the pandemic has been effectively contained in Taiwan, foreigners and locals have felt its effects. They hope that life can soon return to normal. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Huang Pinghan in Taipei. An actor in the original Broadway production of Miss Saigon has moved back to his parents' homeland of Taiwan. 
Wally Yang is one of the most celebrated Taiwanese-American performers in musical theater. And now, due to the debilitating effects of the coronavirus pandemic, he's decided to hop over the Pacific with his wife and two children. Well, he gets out his phone to talk us through the moment three months ago when he and his family, clad in masks and visors, took the 12-hour flight back home. Give him another hug. Give him another hug. It was such a depressing lifestyle in California at that point. I had always wanted my children to be able to study Chinese one day and to live in Taiwan for a while. After the pandemic hit, normal life in the U.S. ground to a halt, with restaurants and schools shut. After several months watching his children languish at home in front of screens, Wally decided enough was enough. We're going to Taiwan. I took them to school here, and there were so many people, so many kids there. It was very emotional. I was crying because it was the first time I'd seen so many people in Six months. At first, he feared his wife and children might not find it easy to adapt, but it looks like that won't be a problem. The kids love Taiwanese food, and his wife has already made new local friends. They celebrated a simple birthday with friends. In these times, a gathering like this is no longer taken for granted. Three months after arriving, the family can't imagine how they'll leave. Uh, after being here a while, our kids actually adore Taiwan, and my wife has lots of friends. We like it here. Girl, that you and I won't live to see. Wally is a second-generation Taiwanese-American and grew up in the States. At 20, he was picked to star in the original Broadway production of Miss Saigon, later achieving great acclaim with Finding Home, a show about Asian-American stories. His mother, Yang Huang Mei Xing, was an early activist in Taiwanese overseas democracy campaigns. Later, she gave up her U.S. citizenship to remain in Taiwan. In years past, she'd be happy to see her son a few times a year. Now, the family's reunited. This is the first Thanksgiving the whole family has been together in 30 years. He came back and then, oh my goodness, he said he wanted to stay two years. Mrs. Yang says she is a Taiwanese citizen, but her son is not and must apply for residence. They want immigration procedures to be relaxed to make it easier for children of Taiwanese heritage to enter and integrate into Taiwan. Well, this season's coldest day so far is upon us, and temperatures dipped down to 7.4 degrees in Matsu early Tuesday morning. The coldest place on Taiwan proper was Fugui Cape in New Taipei, which bottomed out at 12.7 degrees. 在东北季风影响之下, Under the influence of the northeast monsoon, Tuesday morning temperatures were the lowest so far this season in most parts of Taiwan. With the exception of Hengcheng and Taitung, which had lows of 16 to 17 degrees, lows across Taiwan ranged between 13 and 15 degrees. We expect similar temperatures Wednesday morning. Seasonal winds are expected to have their strongest effect on Tuesday and Wednesday. A low of 15 degrees is forecast for the north and northeast, with even colder temperatures likely in flat areas. The Central Weather Bureau says the cold and damp conditions are set to persist until Friday.